calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey guys, it's Malls, episode 108 of Please Advise. I can't believe we're here. We have an amazing guest today I've known for a really, really long time. Uh, she is the wine editor at Bon Appetit now, but for many years, I just knew her as my friend that loved wine. She <laughs> did a really aspirational thing and just became the wine editor of Bon Appetit. So I'm so thrilled she's here. You guys, Marissa A. Ross. Oh, man. I feel the round of, I feel like a, there is a round of applause around me. Thank you for such like a wonderful introduction. I'm so happy to be here. I'm like nervous. Don't be nervous. A lot is, like A lot has changed over these years including one I should say back in the day you used to walk wags for me sometimes when I was at work I did and now he's like an old man and he's stinky I apologize he farts now <laughs> no, he, never he greeted farted. me he greeted me so <laughs> kindly today and I was really impressed and I feel like we had a moment where he was like I remember you walking me and me hating you but I don't hate you anymore and I was he like was just I, that I think that apartment had bad vibes I think it did too I think it was haunted I, it might have been actually just haunted by my poorness like how broke I was when I lived <laughs> There. Is you this were- the Sarah apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yep, I would I would come and walk uh wags. Yeah. Well, when she first got hired at Two Broke Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't I didn't know I would ever get a real job and, and I didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, but then it all worked out because I was more poor than you. Actually, you were an assistant uh, at the time. Right? I wasn't an assistant yet. That was before. That was when I was working at the Ocarina factory. Oh, right, right, right. Marissa had a <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I know. She's had a million bizarre I've jobs. I've had a million bizarre jobs, which is, I think, one of the reasons I'm very qualified to give advice because I've gotten to where I am by no logical path. Like, it doesn't I think make that's any the sense. Best path. It is, it is. But yeah, I worked in an Ocarina factory. Um, What's Ocarina? An Ocarina is like the <laughs> flute from The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Like the Ocarina of Time. So I worked for this company that made the number one selling 
Ocarina of Time replica, but they also made other Ocarinas. I did not personally make the Ocarinas. I did like all their website maintenance and oh, like social okay. media, but I had to work in the factory. You wrote copy. Can you imagine like but I was in there. social media? Like what is, what is, what do you write? Um, like you talk to 12 year old boys. Tone? You talk to 12 year old boys about Zelda. And I was like, I've never played Zelda. Like, and I was like, oh, whatever. Fake it just, till you make it. I did. I would just read a lot of Reddit stuff about zelda you know i didn't even start reading reddit until like last week like I, i'm such it's a the troll best. i don't know why it didn't occur i'm like reddit is where i should be i belong on reddit, reddit and i don't know why best. i didn't know i didn't i think it's because for a long time reddit was like and it seemed like an evil place with an astringent like layout like it wasn't a friendly inviting environment but then when you find out that there's all these reddits about things you love where people are like going yeah. nuts on conspiracy theories you're very into it yeah and there's like a, it seems like there's a generally really good community there there like is support yeah. and like help for the but then there's the ugliness of yeah it there's the, but there, there's just the ugliness of the internet the internet is yeah. just a mean yeah. ugly place it's not just reduced to reddit but <laughs> yeah, yeah no i love my friends on the 60 days and reddit we do a lot of good work together have are you, you seen on that reddit now Wait, what? Yeah, I'm on Reddit now. Oh, okay. And actually, my second immediate thought was, why am I not on 4chan? <laughs> I went straight to like, I should be on 4chan too. I, w- I wouldn't advise that. I'm scared of 4chan. <laughs> yeah. I watch way too much like Mr. Robot. I'm yeah. like, uh, I don't want to get sucked into the dark web because I would. Yeah, yeah I would absolutely. be. I would be dr- buying drugs all the time. For absolutely. Sure. Not um, like crazy ones, but good ones. Girl, so... We're going to talk a little bit more about wine in a little bit, but I just really quickly want to address what I had you bring us a wine today because I knew you would introduce us to something great. Our audience loves wine. What wine are we drinking? Yeah. So I haven't tried it yet. Millennials love wine. Millennials do love wine. I swear to God, (laughs) if I get one more PR, (laughs) I get PR emails every day. They're like, hey, here's a new survey about how millennials love wine. And I was like, why do we love wine so much? I don't think that we love wine more than anyone else has. I think that we just, um, are more vocal about it and there's more um, options than there was before. But I don't think that millennials love wine more than anyone else. Like no one loves wine more than like everyone in France since the 1300s or whatever, you know, like (laughs) it's just not a real thing. I think it's just what it's just people. It's, it's just people just trying to make wine a thing instead of craft beer. If I had to guess, if I had to have a theory, I would say that, um, Burke Ramsey killed uh, Jean Benet. But, oh my God! Yes. Uh, no, but my other theory. Thank is you, that, thank you. But my other theory is like, that you don't believe that Burke killed her. Like, allegedly, you're allegedly. insane. You're insane. Like, right. what is your problem? Ugh. And also, he's still out on the street. I know. Like, how many? I mean, I don't. I mean, was he's it a my true age. Accident? Just being a person. I think it was an accident. Yeah. And I think the parents then went way overboard. Allegedly. 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 I don't know. I'm going to go I'm going to go full force. I don't force. think I would be pretty surprised if the Ramsey family decided to sue please advise after everything that's been said <laughs> yeah. about Burke Ramsey <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. Um but, I'm just but for real. Our bases. If I had to give a Good theory job, on cuz I'm going to be just like he fucking did it. You did, right? Um, no, if I had to have a theory about why millennials drink wine, if there is a, a truth to that, is because we're more health conscious than previous generations. Because I have spent, I, you, I mean, I think that people just drank cheap liquor and beer before, and I feel like wine is such a nice, happy medium. Um, yeah, I get, I, I, I think that that's. There's maybe some truth to that. I think in America, at least, the reason we drink more wine is because wine did not become a thing until the 50s here, uh, like the 40s. Um, If you go back, um, I have like – because I'm a huge dork. I have like this Pinterest board of collection of 
um, all the old advertisements that they used to put out by the Napa Valley Commission Board of Wine. And what they would do to try to get Americans to drink wine is they would give you these free pamphlets about wine pairings and like, oh, this is why Cabernet is so good with dinner. Yeah. And that wasn't a thing before. Like we did used to just drink liquor. So it wasn't until like the 50s that wine became a thing um, here. And so I do think that millennials in America probably are drinking the most wine um, because now it has fully been a part of our society. But to act like millennials are like the number one drinkers of all time. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, young traditionally young kids do drink the most. Like, yeah. You, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. always yeah. been the case. And old writers like I exactly. will become. <laughs> uh, so tell us about the wine that Oh, yes. Got. So um, I, yeah, we could go on about Burke Ramsey and millennials <laughs> forever. He's a millennial. I wonder what I know. he drinks. I wonder what he drinks. He probably drinks. To forget. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say. Girl. Yeah. The realness. Um, so this is um, a wine by La Clarine Farm. Um, it's a California uh, wine. Um, La Clarine Farm is this awesome husband and wife um, winemaker duo, um, and they met in Liverpool mm-hmm. uh, while murking, murking, while working, while murking, <laughs> while murdering the music business. Um, <laughs> while working in the music business, they moved to California to make wine and goat cheese, but they don't do the goat cheese, but they make these awesome wines. And this one is called Circles Don't Fly, They Float. And it's wow. a petulant natural, um, which I'm probably saying wrong because I say everything wrong and everyone hates me for it. Um, okay. But but I call them pet nats. Basically, it's a na- all-natural sparkling wine. And the way that it's made is they – when a wine's fermenting – because like, like champagne, they do like two separate fermentations. Right. With a pet nat, they take the wine before it's fully fermented um, and then they put it in the bottle and cap it with a crown cap so that the rest of the sugar and yeast turn into carbonation – um, and so it's like a light bubbly with like lower alcohol or it's like, yeah, it's 11.5. So. I will take a picture for the please advise. Yeah, it's really, really delicious. This one just came out and I described it as it smells like grilled pineapple, but it tastes like you're biting into a sparkling fresh Asian pear. Oh, that's a really good call. You know, I'm typically I mean, I knew I would I could trust you to pick out a good wine i'm typically so adverse to like anything that might look like it's a sweet white wine yeah no me too um me too like i feel like i just moscato makes me really sad i fucking hate moscato i mean if you don't i think you're a monster well i've just found one i liked actually i just found the first moscato but it's so tart it's not even it's not even close to being sweet um they actually cut a whole chapter out of my book that was called i fucking hate moscato they did? Why? Because they were like, this is a really, this is supposed to be a positive, uplifting book about wine uh-huh. that's supposed to encourage people. You can't have 10 pages about why Moscato is your least favorite wine. That's not encouraging. And then I decided also, too, that, you know, I used to hate Chardonnay and now I don't. So I probably shouldn't go on the record like hating Moscato forever. Yeah. Even though I pretty much know. I don't fuck with Chardonnay. I'm going to give you a Chardonnay that you will fuck with. And I know that you will because the reason that people don't fuck with Chardonnay is because of oak. Oak ruins everything. I I agree with you. I hate oak. I hate oak on red wine. I hate oak on white wine. Like, I just hate it. It masks the flavor of the grapes and the land and fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Fuck you, oak. So I feel like we've already heard a hundred reasons why you're qualified to give advice today, but do you have your three reasons boiled down? Yeah. Um, I think my my first reason is one we kind of mentioned. I've had a bajillion weird jobs that had nothing to do with writing about wine or comedy. True life. Because that, that's what I was pursuing was comedy writing, and now I'm somehow a professional wine writer um, because I love wine. So I think that that makes me 
qualified to give advice in terms of careers and believing in yourself and just doing whatever it takes to get there. Um, secondly, I've survived like an insanely dysfunctional family um, and come out on the other side a stable and healthy person that has created happiness for myself. True story. You know, because like every like every aspect of my family life in like the last decade should point to me just being like a total fuck up. Sure. A broken human, which I mean, yes, I'm, I still kind of am, but um, I, I've, I've done a, re- I think I've done a really good job of becoming, and I like willed it. I willed this into, into happening because I was definitely not a stable, confident and healthy or happy person. You don't wear your story. Do you know what I no, mean? Some I, people yeah. like lead with like it's their identity that they came from a fucked up family or something. I try not to uh, lead with that. Also, too, because um, with my family's you know history of addiction, which mm-hmm. I mean, you've been a friend of mine for so long, you're familiar with my history, and we don't really need to go into it. But it's hard now because of my parents' addiction problems. Right when that comes up, people. It, it makes people question my career, right. which is a real bummer and like so rude and like hurtful to me to like equate my wine writing as to like an extension of my parents like addiction problems. Right. Where it's like, yo, I don't like I know that it may seem like I'm just drinking wine all day, like wake up at 9 a.m. and I'm just drunk. It's like, no, dude, I have a full time job as yeah. a writer that just happens to be about wine. So that's that's another reason why I never lead with it. Yeah. Um, and thirdly, uh, the reason I'm qualified to give advice is because I think I was one of Hello Giggle's first advice writers. You absolutely yeah. were. I don't. I think you. Were. I think you may have been doing it, and then I did it. I did. Please, I did. Please advise was a column that I wrote for this recording. Mm. Um, and I, everyone wanted to write an advice column for yeah. Hello Giggles. Like that was the, that's everyone's first pitch is like, oh, I'll write advice. I did it. Um, and you, <laughs> and you were the one I gave that job to. Thank you. You gave me so much. Also, real quick, thank you, Molly, for like giving oh. me a platform and shit when no one else would want me writing about wine wouldn't be happening right now if it wasn't for you. Girl, thank you. That's it's very, true. very the sto- sweet of As you. the story goes, Molly McAleer, my very good friend here, was like, yo, you should do a weekly video series. And I was like, what am I going to do a video series about? And she goes, you should review all those shitty wines you were always <laughs> drinking. And I said, I think I shall. And then it became my favorite thing to do. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm so, uh, that's re- really, really nice of you to say. Thank yeah, you. It wouldn't have happened. I, I don't think I would be here now. That's humbling. I'm overwhelmed. That's very <laughs> sweet. That's really sweet. It's a truth. Um, well, that said, uh, I'm amazing. And I think Duh. we should take our calls. I'm so excited. Hello, please advise. My name is Marta. I'm 43 and I'm from San Diego. I have a question about all day wine drinking. My uncle Don had a saying about drinking. He said, if you're not wasted, then the day is. We love to go camping in the desert with friends and family. In fact, we have a piece of property out there and are working on a family compound. My question is, what wine is best for all-day drinking? I prefer reds. I like less sweet. I drink it out of a disposable coffee cup, so I don't look like an all-day wino. What would you recommend? Also, ice. Yay or nay? Marta. Marta. That was a lot. Uh, Marta, I really liked your father's saying, um, although it was a little disconcerting. 
I don't I, I don't know if you want to be wasted every day. Although if you're getting wasted and like day drinking in the desert and like when you're on vacation, I think that is totally fine and acceptable. Yeah, I think drinking is pretty much what people do in the desert. Yeah, considering I have a, a, a monthly residency in Palm Springs where I legitimately just drink all day with strangers, um, I I'm pretty um I think I'm set to answer this question for you. Give okay. me my advice. So what's the answer? Because I think right away when I think a red wine all day, like a heavier red wine all day. Like, well, you can't do heavy. Yeah. You've got to stay away from heavy. So first things first, do not get anything with a really high alcohol content. And that's not to say like you don't want to get too drunk. No, the reason you don't want a wine with too much um, alcohol in it is because the reason that those wines have a ton of alcohol is for one of two reasons. One, either the grapes were picked when they're really, really ripe. Um, in a warm climate, which means that it's going to be jammy and thick and full-bodied, which you do not want to be drinking all day in the desert or anywhere unless it's like freezing cold. Um, and then, or two, it's because it has had sugar added, which you also don't want because you're just going to feel like shit on Sunday when you've had a great Saturday, right? Yeah. Um, my best advice to you is to drink uh, light-bodied, because I'm, I'm a red wine person as well, and I say I'm fine putting ice in wine. I used to not be. And I think that there's certain wines that obviously you wouldn't want to put ice in. Right. Um, but I would recommend my favorite wine in the world, which is Gamay, uh, Beaujolais. Um, oh, I uh, love a Beaujolais. Uh, I've been to Beaujolais. You've been? Yeah. Oh my God. It's my, my dream. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I don't like best. a Beaujolais Nouveau. No, I no. But Beaujolais, well, that's because a lot of Beaujolais Nouveaus are fucking Christina Lopez. swell. Um, and are made what? so Her poorly. <laughs> um, but I will get you some. There's some really good Beaujolais I Nouveau from Kermit Beaujolais. Lynch. Okay, yeah. I, it's like my Beaujolais is like my region. Like that's like my shit. Get, so it was, me, it was beautiful when I went. <sighs> I stayed in a chateau. Oh, um, with your mom? Is this with your, with your mom? No, it was when I just graduated college and I went to Europe for two months. I, I was there oh, that's the only reason I wish I'd gone to college so I could do stuff like that. I, yeah. never, I never got to do that stuff. I just dropped out and like. Yeah, I didn't leave Boston. I, I mean, I wish I would look back and I'm like, I didn't want to take a semester abroad because I was like, I'm gonna oh. miss my comedy group too much. Like, oh, it was wow. after I graduated. Yeah, so yeah. I was just like yeah. figuring my shit out. But you're allowed to do that after you graduate. Yeah. If I, if yeah. you drop out, they're just like, go get a fucking job. Absolutely. Like, you know, you don't get to go. To, Got to hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, um. So real quick though, back to the question. Mm-hmm. Light, no, it's fine. Light bodied red wines like Gamay, which is the grape from Beaujolais are perfect for all day day drinking if you're into reds. They're um, very easy to throw back. Um, and I would recommend also doing a natural gamay um, because then there's no added sugars or any weird chemicals in it. So you can drink a lot more of it without, um, you know, just feeling terrible. Because I drink like on when I have to do like these these events at the Ace, like I'm drinking for like 12 hours straight, yeah. which is kind of intense and I wouldn't advise anyone to do it. But... You know, drink slowly, make sure to get your water in, and um, yeah. For how much you drink, your skin is great. Thank you. What's your water <laughs> to wine ratio? Oh, mo- mostly wine. I try to be better about drinking water, but I'm terrible at drinking water. And I'm awful at it. I'm awful at it, and like we stopped. It used to be okay when I had LaCroix in the house all the time, but we've been trying to cut back on our waste, so we went back to the soda stream, and I just don't like soda stream as much as I like LaCroix. And I hate, uh, yeah. Um, so it's it's a touchy subject for me. You should treat yourself to some goddamn Lacroix. No, I do, it. I do sometimes. When I'm when I was like finishing my book, I was like, I need Lacroix. What was All right? the, what called you to uh, cut back on your waist? 
Ben and I are just trying to be better humans. Like yeah. we're just like, like I think I do a lot of dumb shit all the time. So it's like, do I really need to be going? Because th- I drink so much Lacroix. Like it's like, do I need to be going through? you know, a case of LaCroix every week and like just like have a whole bin of aluminum. Probably not. Not when I also have a soda stream. I can probably do that, but I hate it. Yeah. I have no interest in the soda stream. I think about all those little like packages you have to get to make it flavored. And No, I don't fuck with the packages. Okay. I do not fuck with the packages. I will, because then it's like, oh, if I want, you know, I need like fresh fruit to make it taste good. Right, right, right. I mean, it's fine by itself. It's just not as good. It's just not as good as a LaCroix. Like, Wax there's just nothing. stinks right now. I'm sorry. This I can't like smell brutal. him. Yeah, I can't smell him. You it. can't. Okay. Also, I'm... you know I have a 12-year-old Pomeranian at home, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, even if he did smell, I'd be like, oh, I'm home. Yeah. Uh Zizu's so cute. He's Zizu's so such cute. a grumpy You're always old man. like, I'm sorry about his breath. I'm like, I will stick this dog in my mouth. <laughs> like, I love him. He's so cute. He's the best, except he's become a grouchy old man. Do your dogs have a role at your uh, upcoming wedding? No, they're gonna be there, but I also don't know because it's gonna be in the woods. So I'm sort of like, are they gonna get munched? And I don't want to worry about it. Yeah, you don't need to be. Worrying I just don't about need to be worrying about it. Of your nuptials, I actually haven't been worrying anything about my wedding. I'm the worst bride to be ever. I'm like, I don't know. I got my dress. That's I invited great. people. That's so. Great. whatever that's great you know I think people feel like they need to be I've had so many friends be like I'm the worst bride and I don't know what that means like you know you'd be the worst bride if you were like it's all you thought about like you couldn't oh yeah you know what I mean I think I'm I think I'm the worst bride to be in the sense that everyone around me wants me to be way more involved than I care to be yeah like everyone has so like getting married I think because me and Ben have been together for so long, it's yeah. just not that big of a deal to me. I'm sort of like, yo, it's a party, like whatever. Like we're just me and Ben are just celebrating the fact we've been together for almost a decade. Like that's cool. Um, whereas everyone else is like, what do you mean you're not wearing a veil? Like yeah. you have to wear a veil, right? And I'm like, why do why why do I have to do that? I don't understand. Like or you like don't have to wear a veil, you know, especially you're in the woods. You don't. Yeah, have to wear I don't have to do shit. Well, here's the, the thing: I don't have to do shit. No. You really don't. I don't have to. Is there any sort of headpiece involved? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm too lazy to care. You have great hair. Thank you. Um. So yeah. I. Uh, I. Anything else we want to touch on in this call? Just because. Um. Ice. You said not a big deal. Not a big deal. I mean, obviously, you're not going to put like ice in like a 67 BV. Like that. Like right. someone is like, this is gold. Like, don't obviously put ice in wine that is like rare and beautiful and you know you need to enjoy fully that because that's offensive to whoever's giving it to you right also just like big tannic red wines like why are you putting ice in them like just drink something else if you're having to ice them you shouldn't be drinking them exactly i remember something you wrote years ago that i always think about and i need to i've been meaning to ask you why um you said something about never rinse out your glass between wines like the the water in your glass is like yeah. Is worse than anything else you can do to wine. Why yeah. is that? It just dilutes the wine in uh, general. Okay. I mean, I it's not like it's not like, like the reason. worst, but it's not I, in I think I'm not sure. I think it's in Italy. I forget if it's Italy or France or vice versa, but one of them um, does rinse with water. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> LaCroix and bubbly. Just burping You're over totally here. fine. Um, I burp all the time uh, on this podcast. <laughs> it's constant. Um, so um, some people rinse with water. What I prefer to do is I take the wine that I'm about to pour mm-hmm. and I just put a quick rinse in there and wish it around and then I drink it because I'm a monster. 
Um, but then at least like the glass is like ready for the wine rather than being um, than having water in it. And that's a hot tip. Yeah, it's a cool tip, you know. I don't want to shame Marta either because both of us obviously love to drink. Yeah, uh, we both obviously have our own histories with drinking. I, I as know. Well. I'm like, I'm like, I'm out. Where? I'm like, Christina, where'd that bottle go? But <laughs> at the same time, uh, you know, just you know, I feel obligated to say um, that your day is not wasted if you're not wasted. Just, just so. Yeah, just, I think that. I agree with that. You can't be wasted every day. (laughs) You should not be wasted every day. I think also, too, like a real quick little – do you need some? Oh, no. I'm fine. I just move in. I'm like, wait. I I feel like I'm at home. I'm just like, let me pour you a glass. Mm -hmm. Um, What I was going to say is that, you know, and I've touched on this before, but a lot of people tend to think that I just sit around and drink all day, which is just not true. Mm -hmm. That's not – I don't recommend anyone do that. Um, I I have like kind of strict rules for myself about when I can drink for work and how, you know, I, I have to maintain my life. Like I don't ever want it to be a habit where I'm like, it's 9 a.m. I can't wait to drink this this Zinfandel. Like that's right. like my worst nightmare. Um, so it's always something to like be careful of and, you know, regulate yourself on. And Do you sure. take like we- breaks like – I try to have one day a week where I don't drink. <laughs> okay. I know that sounds like not no, enough. No, that's not. No, that's fine. But when, but I mean, my full time job is writing about it, and right. I, um, you know, I'm not coming from a place where I was a sommelier and I know everything about wine. You know, I got into this because I would drink wine and I loved writing about the wines I drank, <laughs> and so it's like very. A, it's a part. It's a part of my process. Yeah, to drink like I can't not drink the wine that I'm writing about. So. Do other wine experts like hate you for being able to come in the back door, sort of like this? Like someone who's gone to school for oh, this I or bet. whatever. Like, do you do you get that? Um, I don't get it to my face. Well, that's um, good. Yeah, I th- I think that well. The wine, it's really interesting, actually, um, because I think that there's a really, there's like half the wine community that really likes me and is thankful that I'm here and kind of, you know, just doing my thing. I don't know. I'm I'm just having fun. Like, I just wrote about wine for fun, and um, I'm really happy to now be in a place where I can um, teach people about wine. And, you know, that's the angle I'm coming at it from. Like, I'm coming from a place of consumer, like, I'm a consumer of wine. Like, that's, I will always first and foremostly be a consumer of wine that happens to be a writer. Um, And so I think I have a lot of love and support in a lot of the community, especially from winemakers, which means a lot to me because I'm representing their wines very often um, with my, with my work. And I want to make sure that, you know, they feel, you know, happy and, you know, good and, you know, well represented, but I'm, but there's also people that fucking hate me. They cannot believe that I got, you know, um, a job at Bon Appetit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean like people will get drunk and straight up be like, I fucking hate that you got that. And I'm like, all right. So I was wrong. Like, I guess they actually do say that shit to my face. Um, or, you know, I, I'll be doing something and, and it'll be all fine and good until like someone drinks like that one extra glass of whatever. And then it's like, you know, how did you get so many followers? Like, is that how why you have this job? Like, is this why you're who you are? And it's, it's, I understand it because I am a college dropout that has never studied anything seriously in my life. But also, I'm a fucking good writer, and I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Like, it's um, it's the difference between I think like uh, like 
classically trained and just instinctively good. And yeah. like, I don't, there's, I'm instinctively good. You're, you're <laughs> I'm instinctively so instinctively good. good at drinking wine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that there's a lot to say for that. I don't think, I think that people who are more classically trained also get really angry because I ran into this with a friend recently. Her, she had a friend of a friend write me an email basically Ugh. saying like, um, that's the most passive aggressive thing I've ever heard. Okay, so it it was my friend Allie and some girl that she went to high school with reached out to me saying that like you don't know Allie, she's a like a pathological liar oh and like God. all of this stuff and I was like first of all like and one of her big thing was like Allie didn't even go to college. And I was like, I said, I, I would be embarrassed if that's what mattered to me about my friend. Like if I was yeah. like, Allie, sorry, you didn't go to college. Like you've misrepresented yourself after five <laughs> years of friendship. I just found out you didn't go to. I mean, I don't care if she dropped out of high school. Yeah. Like whatever. But um, the whole I, the, I realized that the whole reason why this other girl was upset was because she did try really hard her entire life. Yeah. And she, for some reason, doesn't understand why Allie like gets to hang out with me and I said to her I was like I'm not some like gigantic score like I, I get as yes, much yes you are but I get as much from Allie as she gets from me yeah, do you know what I yeah. mean so it's like it's not, I, I was offended by the fact that she A wanted to discredit my friend's whole life because she didn't go to school and I B I felt really sad for her because yeah. I knew that that meant she's tried really really hard her whole life and isn't happy with where she's at and she can't like she can't move forward yeah like, well, I think in I think on one of the recent episodes of Please Advise, you were talking about like natural talent, right? Maybe I think I feel like you were just um, talking about how like how people have like a natural talent that they just need to find it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was what you were talking and, about. Like and, you were able to pull that out of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I sort of am like, if you, you know, if you're trying and trying and trying and not getting to where you're going, maybe you're fighting against something else that maybe might be better for you. You know? I think yes. about this a lot because it's like, what if, like, a lot of people want to be artistic, but what yeah. if their talent is like mechanic? Or like, even with me, like, I was trying so hard to be a comedy writer. Like, I did, and I did everything I could have possibly done to, like, in terms of like the right steps. You know, like, I started working for Mindy Kaling. Like, I right. got, started writing pilots. I got represented at UTA. I took the meetings, and like, it just didn't happen. And it was so hard and sad. And then I would come home and write about wine. And then that worked, you know? And, like, that's something I could have never predicted or thought was in me or a career path. But, like, maybe being a television comedy writer just wasn't for me. It didn't matter how hard I tried. And you also know? your story is not over with that yet. Like, I mean. Oh, it's you, over. I can't go back there now. But you realized really, like, I don't think. I mean, it wasn't, like, 10 years of, like, you know, like, you, no, you like realized six. pretty quickly. like. Some people will spend their whole lives, like 20 years, and then move home at, at age 40. Well, thank God I got never... offered a book deal out of nowhere. Like, who knows where I'd be right now if that if, if that hadn't happened. You right. Know? Like, I didn't ever plan to write a book about wine. What's your book called, by the way? It's very easy because it's the same name as my blog. Wine all the time. <laughs> when does Sunday, it come Sunday, out, Sunday. Do you, no. do you know when it comes out? Um, the, scheduled pub, the scheduled pub date is May 2nd of 2017. So Very coming exciting. up. Yeah, coming up. So you can learn all about wine. And there's some stuff about day drinking in there too, Marta. Check we, it out. We will have uh, our, when the pre-order goes, we'll put it on our Please Advise page. Thank um, you. I think we should take another call. Yeah. Yes. No, let's talk about me more. <laughs> Hello, this is Jocelyn. Um, I grew up in California and I moved to Idaho. Pocatello, Idaho, and I've been living here for three years, and 
I've had a boyfriend for about a year and a half, and this past summer, I was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I cheated on my boyfriend with this guy that I met through this show. And come to find out, this guy has a six-year-old daughter, and his life is a little depressing, and I say that just because he, to me, he drinks a lot, and the way he views things is kind of depressing, and I'm a very upbeat person, so um, I, I left my boyfriend for this guy, and then I, I realized all these things, and it kind of scared me. And so I just got back with my boyfriend, and I'm with him now. But I still find myself thinking about this guy, and I don't know why. Um, well, I know why, but I don't think I should be thinking about him. Um, my boyfriend right now has, like, everything I could ever want. He's very successful um, financially. He's emotionally stable, he's very supportive of me, he's all these good things, but I feel like there's not a lot of passion, I guess, and he's, um, I've talked to him about it, and whereas this other guy was, like, very passionate, like, it was to the point where, like, he would simply just kiss me and I would just completely lose myself, and so... I've been just back and forth in this mess for, like, three months now, and I kind of don't know what to do. Um, sorry I kind of jumped into the story. I haven't listened to your podcast in a while. Um, so I don't know if there's, like, a formal way to introduce myself or anything. But that's what's going on. Thank you for the advice, and feel free to just, kick me in the ass with your advice if you need to. Okay, thank you again. Okay, so before we get into this, and we will get into this, Jocelyn um, called with some details that we should know. Um, These are real details, despite the fact that they will not sound like them. Uh, Her boyfriend (laughs) is a Vietnamese um, manicurist who works six days a week. His goal in life is to pay off his two houses that he owns. He makes really good money. Uh, He's mostly concerned with work and family. Uh, She is 21 years old. Her boyfriend is 34. And the guy she cheated on him with is 31 years old. Um, That's basically, I think, think that's most of what people need to know. Right? Um, Yeah. I okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to start on this? I think you're very lucky that your boyfriend has no self esteem, uh, because otherwise this wouldn't be happening. Yeah, like, well, I, he has I, no fucking self esteem. Yeah, unless um, you're like the best and you cheat, but like I don't know. She's not. She's not the best. I love that you're being <laughs> uh, so. We don't have to be n- nice about these people. No, no I mean we're, we don't have to. Kiss, I mean she called the show. She are also told us she doesn't even listen to the show really. So yeah, um, that which is fine. Uh, you're you're you don't have to. But I'm gonna be honest. If I'm honest with all these people, I, I know, know you are. I'm like too nice. I'm like here, sweetie. 
No, no, listen. but this is fucking insane. So. Yeah, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I think that the fact that you're 21 is very telling. And if you were older yeah. than that, like you actually would be a bad person. Like if you were even 27, I'd be like, girl, you're a bad person. Yeah. But you're 21. You make a lot of mistakes during that stage of your life. Um, and your biggest mistake right now is fucking with either of these two dudes. Like, I mean, get the fuck out of both these situations, girl. And not because your boyfriend right now is a bad guy. In fact, I just think that you should make him available for someone that can be a real girlfriend. Also, too, yeah, it's like if you cheated on him and you left him for this other guy and you only went back to him because it was easy and because it was, you know, you felt comfortable doing that. Like, I don't think you love this guy. Not at all. She likes him on paper, but in real life, she doesn't. Yeah, which is like, dude, like, be kind to yourself and be kind to this other person. Like, move the fuck on. This is a man who works really hard. So hard. I would kill to own a single house or maybe even, like, an apartment somewhere. Like, to I, I don't know. Like, I feel like this dude has a lot going on and maybe she's just a bit young to, like, appreciate that. Because that's, like, that's some, like, 30-year-old shit going on. Absolutely. You know? Like, I wouldn't be calling and complaining about, like... My husband that works or, you know, my my boyfriend that works 12 hours a day to, like, try to support, you know, these two houses he bought and care about his family. Like, I right. want someone that cares about their family. Yeah. I don't know. It's – um. so I think this 31-year-old, first of all, I just want to say, like, I'm just going to no. – we're not going to dance around it. Um. I think it's uh, – there's something so inherently sad about a local theater Idaho <laughs> production of Rocky Horror Picture Show and, like, imagining love blossoming on the sets of a, I want a that community to be a play theater production of Rocky <laughs> like, Horror Picture Show is dark. I really, a, what, what role did he have? I, want, he I hope you're Janet. Like, what's he? Damn it, Janet. I really <laughs> was hope. Was he Dr. Frankenfurter? I like, hope. What? I mean, he's 31 doing I community hope he, theater. Yeah. Is that Although okay? in maybe Idaho, he was Brad. I don't I, know. I, yeah, maybe he was, but then that I feel like she would have told us if they were like the leads and they fell in love. I feel like they're both background actors that just were like <laughs> flirting in the dressing room one day. Yeah, like chorus in the wings. Yeah. Um. So this is dark. I think dark. that you are this is so dark. I think I, I, you know, this guy sounds like a very charming addict to me, this 31-year-old. Yeah. I don't know if that's what he is, but he sounds like a really charming addict. Um, I think that he definitely knew you were 21. It's Unless you're real haggard for your age, it's pretty <laughs> much impossible to not look 21 when you're 21. Yeah. Um, and also, too, I just feel like it's such a line to be like, you're young, but you're cool. Like, I think you're so cool. Like, I remember people saying that to me. When I was that age, before I started dating Ben, who I've been dating for forever now. But, like, you know, that was, like, a line that, like, photographers used on me. Exactly. You know, like, that's, like, such a that's such a manipulative, like... Predatory. It's predatory, yeah. Like, thing that men tell young women to be, like, oh, my gosh, you're so cool. Like, you're so pretty. You're so not your you're age. You're yeah. Like, don't you want to fuck me? And you're, like, yes. Uh, <laughs> I felt very, like... I felt very embarrassed when I looked back on the relationship I was in when I was 23 and I was dating a 32-year-old who was like a coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really embarrassed when I looked back on it because I like actually thought he liked me because I was like a cool, funny person. Uh, and he just liked me because I was a 21 or yeah, you were 23 year old. That was babe. like, you know, so uh that was um that was uh a painful realization for me to have. And I just want to spare you that realization. I think that you've already done some really fucked up stuff. I kind of, you know, I am of the belief that if you have a young child, you shouldn't really be dating. Um, Like, yeah. sorry, you have a responsibility. I know that's actually controversial for a lot of people. It's one of the few things that I really agree with Dr. Laura on, which is like, 
if you have a child, you need to worry about your child. Absolutely. You don't need to worry about getting laid or anything else. Well, also, too, like, yeah, this guy's like, and I don't know if this guy knew you had a boyfriend or maybe, like, I I don't know the details of that. If he cared. If he cared. But, like, I don't know. I just think that there's just so many things going on wrong with this and considering you're 21 and you've only been with your the boyfriend that you now went back with for a year like if you're with a dude and you cheat on him within the first year the first year is should be like so fun and you're so in love and like everything should be the best if you're cheating within the first year get the fuck out of that relationship absolutely like no i mean jocelyn you don't think you're gonna marry this guy do you like i don't i i mean you're too young to make that sort of decision anyway yeah 21 is way too young and 34 to be honest sounds like this guy is older and and, and wants to be taken seriously and you're just not doing that for him maybe I'm wrong but which is fine like you don't have to but just like quit wasting both of your guys' time yeah dude and you said he was depressing he drinks a lot like it's not a good sitch what yeah all right let's just take our next call Jocelyn get it together you're gonna be fine though yeah just move on yeah Hey guys, I have like a complex and bummer of a dilemma. So basically I had an affair with my married boss and I ended up quitting and moving and he subsequently got fired. He's a narcissist. He was emotionally abusive. We continued to talk after I left and then we didn't talk for a while, but I am still totally obsessed with him. So I need to know how can I move on from this? And how can I stop sending the occasional unanswered email or text? Um, you, my name is Becky. It's not really Becky, but um, thanks. Bye. I feel really bad about this one because I, well, I, I mean, let, let's let like you know we we don't need to give her the Jocelyn treatment where we point out. I think that she's very well aware that having an affair with her married boss was not, not a good idea. Not not a good thing. And I think that she was great to be proactive and just move, like go to yeah. a new state. That's big. And that's probably something that's a luxury that I would love to have, to be honest. <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. John Levenstein, uh is who's a friend of the pod, said to me uh said to me I that he him. moved states after a breakup and that it was like re- really crucial for him in order to move on. And I think that that's something that it takes it takes a real sense of self-awareness and strength to do that at the same time that desire to call or text even when the person's not answering anymore it's it's i deal with it myself it's painful it's painful Uh, yeah i mean i'm i'm in an interesting situation because i've been in a relationship for the last seven years so i haven't quite had that feeling um like with men but i have that feeling with friends or old bosses where like right i you want you want to reach out to them even though you know it's like toxic and it's not good for you and in moments of weakness you are craving that affection and approval Mm -hmm. um and just like you had the willpower to move your ass out of that state like you've got to like have the willpower to just not do that like and i think it just gets easier with time but it's like training yourself to get yourself out of that pattern because that's just a coping mechanism that's happening. You know, like if you like you drink a little bit of wine perhaps and you're feeling a little lonely, you're maybe in a new place and like you want something comforting, but like you have to have the willpower to just be like this is not good for me, this is toxic and it will get easier and I won't even be thinking about these things if I just keep you know, not suppressing it, but like addressing it, knowing that it's toxic and straight up being like, no, like I'm not going to do this to myself because this is unhealthy. 
I have a little bit of intel on this story. Um, I actually have a lot of intel on this story. This was something that she and I talked about this on Snapchat. And I said, you really need to call us into the show. Um, But one thing that she said to me on Snapchat that I feel comfortable repeating is um, it's not the daytime that's hard during the day. She's fine. It's mornings and late at night. When she's alone. Yeah. And I I had... Um, first of all, for some reason, I can write a more poisonous email first thing when I wake up than I could ever when I was drunk. Yeah. Like I, for some reason, if like when I you're wake alert up, that's and you're when like, my email, that's where my, my crazy emails come out. Um, but I, I really, I relate to, I understand that feeling. I relate to it. It's like really, really hard to be sitting at home alone, like thinking about everything. Like, how are you supposed to get your brain off of that? I mean, I yeah. guess the only thing I can suggest to you is to stay really busy. Um, yeah. You know, I uh, she mentioned to me that she knows all of his contact information by heart. Like, I would definitely recommend blocking him in your phone, blocking yeah. him in your email. There are ways to, like, I think, redirect emails. So, like, anytime you send him an email, maybe it'll just go into, like, a folder as opposed to being sent. I don't know if that's possible. I but- think that – oh, I just touched my nose almost. Uh, I think that there's uh, – I know there's, there's a lot of apps for that stuff. Yeah. Like, I have friends that, like, have, like, text blocking – Bad decision blockers, the yeah. one that I use for years, and it's like you have to you have to reset it every two days, which is what makes it hard. But it like will it will prevent you from being able to contact that person on your phone. Yeah. Um, there are you know there's also ways around it. Look, if you anything you want, it's like it's like an addiction. Like if you yeah. want it, you'll be able to find it. You'll be able like you yeah. will figure out a way. Absolutely. Um. So just uh. Yeah. It has to be a conscious decision that you make for yourself. Like you have to be I think that you have to say I don't want to put myself through this anymore. This hurts me more than it helps me. This is going to be hard, but I can do it. You know, and and make and make that choice and like um I write myself a lot of sticky notes. Mm-hmm. Um and I in in big like uh, as I said like I I don't have this exact problem, but like you know, I'll write myself big bold lettered sticky notes and put them in places where I know that I'm going to maybe do some like emotional cutting, mm-hmm. which is what I think that these emails kind of are if they're if he's not responding. Absolutely. Um, so like for me, like reading YouTube comments on my Bon Appetit videos is like a hard thing for me not to do or like reading, you know, like reading comments and like not wanting to like fucking fight people that don't understand shit that Ugh. anyways, or or that they're calling me like an ugly cunt. So I have these sticky notes everywhere that are like, don't read the comments. Yeah. And they're, I have them like in four places in my house because I know that there's certain times of the day or night when you're vulnerable, when I'm vulnerable and I'm going to want to do that because I'm looking for a way to have a fucking pity party, basically, you know, like yeah. I'm looking, or, or sort of, or like have a fight or like feel something like have that anxiety. Cause I am, a very anxious person. I think I'm like sort of addicted to that anxiety of that. So I th- or like take that like anxiety that you're facing like, yeah. head on. You think yeah. it's gonna like do it, but but it's it not. doesn't. It makes so, it worse. Yeah. So and sticky also, notes everywhere. By the way, like the fact that he would cheat on his wife, um, yeah, is really like it's it's a sign that he is like not not a good dude. Um, not a and good And that dude. is that behavior is not exclusive to you. Um, I'm sure he's probably trying to just like get back into his if he's not having an affair with someone else now i'm sure he's just trying to get back to his um hi wags wags walked outside hi wags you're a good boy um i'm sure he's either having an affair with someone else or just trying to pretend he's a family guy again i know this family guy quote unquote who was like a chronic cheater for years and uh 
you know, something in his family changed. There was kids or something. And now he's like family man. And it's like. Well, do you think that people can't change that way though? I think that they can pretend for as long as they can. And I. I I think it's suspicious when they do it for reasons that are like, oh yeah, I have a family now. I can't do it. Like, why were you a shitty person up until you had kids? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. I don't think, you know, it's really painful to think about the fact that he's probably not thinking about you. I don't necessarily know that's true. But you have to remember all of the stuff that you're describing to me and all the stuff that I you you know, the intel that you gave me, like this guy is a narcissist, first of all. And yeah. that's just like and you don't need to know the backstory to know that this guy's a narcissist. Like I think that any this is good advice for everyone. Like just Google what a narcissist is. Sometimes when you're having a hard time like figuring out what's going on, I really just refer to the page of narcissism on Wikipedia. And I am like, okay, yeah, this is the trait. This is the trait. These these all exist here. Sadly, I use it mostly to be like, oh, look in a mirror. Am I a narcissist? I'm like, yes, I am. I think, well, a lot of people have narcissistic traits, but they do say that if if you question whether or not you're a narcissist, you are not a narcissist. Because I don't question a narcissist it. I think I, know, I think I know. I know. No, a narcissist. Does, a narcissist can't know they do. They would look at themselves. I and guess be like, that's I'm true. not a narcissist. What do you mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah. The biggest narcissist. Uh, trust yeah, me. You wouldn't own your narcissist. That's true. That's true. I guess I'm I, I, absolutely. Yeah, I guess because you're, you're right. perfect when you're a narcissist. Like, well, you- I am perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who said I wasn't perfect? I mean, come on. That's actually a big sign that people should look out for when someone can't say something bad about themselves. That's usually yeah. like a pretty concerning. Yeah, I guess I'm not a narcissist because I have lots of bad things to say about myself all the time. It's also concerning to say bad things about yourself. Oh yeah, if you say if you if you give me like I'm the worst, yeah, like oh Oh, yeah, I yeah, I had that said to me on a date, and I was like, I don't want to date you then. Oh yeah, and the guy was like, No, 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 I was kidding. I'm like, No, if someone was kidding about that, they wouldn't like they would. That's not a joke. You you can say that to like I mean, I say that to my fiance all the time when I'm like just being a bum and like like smoking mad bongs and then I'm like give our dog medicine you know and I'm like sorry I'm the worst but that's different yeah, that's, that's very little. different I'm the worst like I fail definitely in not the worst no, not so because great. I give Zizu his medicine every goddamn day and Ben can fucking do it once in a while do it yourself Ben come on Ben no he's been really helpful lately um <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for calling, Becky. Um, Good luck, Becky. I hope you have great hair. Stay strong. Stay strong. Stay strong. You can do it. You can do it. Yes. Okay, so we have a new game that we debuted at the live show. It's a cousin of Do You Fear That, our famous game. This is called Do You Feel That? I'm going (laughs) to... ask you about a bunch of scenarios and things and you're going to say to me whether or not you feel it if you're into it if you do it whatever that's essentially cool. what it means I love feeling stuff do you feel that yeah. um, I feel this feel free to elaborate if you oh my god if it speaks to your spirit I'm going to I love well I love feeling myself I love feeling the need to elaborate as well <laughs> here's a statement do you feel this statement or or do you not feel this statement <laughs> Seeing two of your friends having sex is worse than one of your friends masturbating. I have to see them doing it? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I would much rather see two of my friends having sex than, than seeing one of my friends <laughs> masturbate. Right? That's I'm like, the worst thing Why am I in a place where I'm witnessing this? Like, I could see a possible situation where maybe I'm walking in on my friends having sex. I've seen a couple of my friends have sex when I was like 18, and it was horrific. Um, oh, God. The years I was supposed to be in college, and I wasn't, but people still shared rooms. I don't think I've ever seen. 
Uh, my ex-boyfriend's best friend like had no problem fucking people like in the bed like in the like they both had like twin beds in like a room and like no problem and I'd just be like dude come on but that would be way better than had I woken up and seen him masturbating yeah that Not, was big in college actually just fucking next to someone's roommate when they slept I think that's a thing I didn't really go to college so I don't know but I, I, in my college years it definitely I, I, I saw it it didn't make me happy yeah, <laughs> I see it on the real world all the time. Like yeah, people yeah. having sex next to each other. It's so I'm just dark. Like, maybe I'm just like such a like. That's the one reason I never wanted to be on the real world. Oh my like, god, that's the one reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> B. See, I, I also I, knew I would be the boring girl of the season. <laughs> that would be your fear. I, what's funny is that when I used to think about being on the real world, that was the reason why I wanted to be on the real world. You I was like, dude, I want to get some someone? fucking action. Yeah, I was a fucking dork. Like I didn't get a first kiss till I was like sixteen. Like, didn't lose my virginity until way late. I'm like, yo, when I was thinking about being on the real world, I was like, I'm going to pull so much dick. <laughs> okay. Getting Not anymore. Ho- getting home and finding out that your takeout food order was wrong is worse than finding a hair in your meal. No. You would rather have your food be wrong? Yeah. Than oh. have a hair in my meal. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, this is, like, you get, you get your takeout. You've been waiting for this meal all day. You drive home. It's about a half an hour away. You open the carton, and it's fucking your nothing you ordered. Or would you rather have What kind of thing? hair is it? I mean, this a hair. I mean, <laughs> just like a hair from a you head. You have to go straight to pubes. Like it could be, it could be just a head hair or an eyelash. Uh, an eyelash. I would probably just. All right. I would dislike an eyelash <laughs> much more than ever. I would. Just, that's what I'm saying. Is like, I. I, 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 a hair? Well, the problem is that this hair thing is very complicated because if yeah. it's a hair that's on top that maybe fell out when they're just like closing the container, whatever. If it's like a hair that's like in the sticky rice of my Thai food, I'm like a, I'm gonna vom. Yeah. It's so gross. Okay. So, but I don't, I don't know. In this scenario, you're not, it's not a hair in your takeout food. It's just you're at a restaurant and there's a hair in it. Oh, it's, oh, I thought, oh. We could probably clarify this. It's takeout and it's wrong or you're eating there and there's a hair in it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Wait, I thought it was that there was either a, okay. it's fine. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) I like that that changes your answer though. what, What upsets me more is definitely my takeout order being wrong <laughs> because if i'm at the restaurant and the hair's there i'm just like yo there's a hair, there's a hair mixed into my fucking fried rice right now we gotta and, deal and, with this and plus your meal might be comped so. exactly exactly but if yeah okay, okay next question people who believe in horoscopes and psychics are actively avoiding reality no i don't agree with that i don't either i mean and it's kind of hard for me because sometimes i'm like you know, I don't like to put too much stock in those things. But for example, mm-hmm. I this is like when I really started believing in astrology because I never had my star chart re- uh, read and you're the one that was like, oh my God, you have to do it. Christina was the one who t- took me to do it. Yeah. Her professor. So I got it done and it was a month before because the way that everything worked out was like I was like literally, literally considering like having a baby last January. I was like, I'm going to have to get pregnant because like nothing's working out in my life. And like I need – a, a purpose to be wow. here. And I talked to this, I got my star chart read and they were like, no, next month your whole life's going to change. And I was like, I don't believe you unless that means I'm getting pregnant because nothing has fucking worked in this town and I hate myself. And then it did. And then I got like a book deal and it was like, I don't know where. And then I was like, wait, these stars 
may have some truth to them. Yeah. If this random person that never met me told me that this was going to, because she did go into more detail. And also, because then I reread my, I, I do this thing where I will like read the last month's horoscope, but I won't, I won't read it beforehand. But then if I look back and I'm like, oh shit, that was really true. That really happened. Some the crazy thing, shit happened on the 15th. The Christina's astrologer predicted, uh, Hello Giggles, which was kind of amazing. But yeah. the love, none of the love stuff has come true yet. But he also said, like, I needed to join, like, a jazz, like, a, like a go to a jazz festival. You need to, I think you need to join a community theater and get some Rocky Horror Picture Show. Some Rocky Horror Picture Deck. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. This is a good one. Um, getting your period in public slash visibly is, or getting your period in public and having it be visible is more traumatic than visibly shitting yourself in public. No, I'd much rather I'd much rather get my period in public than Me shit too. myself. Because periods like I've gotten my period in public actually recently Can't on white it. pants. Yep. Well, I wasn't wearing white pants. Oh, that. I was wearing my period had ended three days before. So I was like, I'm in the clear. So <laughs> I hate those like false <gasps> Yeah. So I period all over my white pants. <laughs> and but the worst part was I had to walk home. Oh no. So like I'm walking home with like my ass all red from this restaurant in Silver Lake, like it was real bad news. Um, so did you have like a sweater or a cardigan? No. Oh. No. I just had a red <laughs> ass. And it was like down the street from my house. So I couldn't like call an Uber. You know, you know? Right. Yeah. Like, there was just no and way. And also, I, well, I got my period in an Uber the other day. Ugh. And I was like, fuck. And like, thankfully, I just like ruined my shorts but yeah. i was thinking to myself after i was like <laughs> if i had to pay a cleaning fee for getting my period out of an uber like i would kill myself but like, there's you, no other option the periods you can't control whereas like i feel like if i'm at the point where i shit myself i should have gone to the bathroom right. like 15 minutes ago right. or more you know like, your life is a little bit out of control yeah it's like in what parallel universe are you in a place where you like just go to the fucking bathroom or go somewhere like shit in a bush like don't shit your pants in public i also don't understand why people think that like shitting yourself is funny oh i feel like like seeing someone shit themselves is funny yeah i i I just feel really sad oh yeah yeah, no i mean like i don't really get like fart jokes either though like i'm not gonna lie i I just don't get it when people like laugh at a fart i'm like why i'm like it's a fucking why are you laughing like that is such a weird thing the only time farts were stand scatological the only time me neither well what's funny in my book actually that i was trying to explain how how yeast eats sugar and it converts it to alcohol and carbonation and i was like yo it's like the it's like the yeast eats the sugar and it like shits out alcohol right and my publisher was like no like this analogy has got to go and i'm like but it's the easiest way to remember even though i don't really like fart jokes i think it's important to have conversations about digestion but i don't necessarily like laugh every time i hear a fart noise i think that you can live in two universes i think that too you know? Also, I wake up every morning to massive farts, and I'm like, dude, this is just my life when <laughs> you live with a man. <laughs> um, that's so true. God, I don't like when I wonder what the fuck goes on with their bodies. Are it's they so like different. not conscious about it, or they just don't give a fuck? I think it's just the time of day that Ben fucking rips ass like every yeah. morning. <laughs> Guys are just like more like I've never di- like I've never dated a guy who's tried to like hold it in though. Like, like go like, to the bathroom and do it. Like as far as like my ex boyfriend is concerned, like I didn't fart in the. Three, two years we dated, like not once. Ben's only heard me fart once in seven years. <laughs> once. And I, this is the first time I'm publicly admitting it because I always was like, I always was no, like, no, no. Uh, no, and I never had, but it didn't happen until this year in Barcelona where I was eating a lot of fucked up foods 
And it just like slipped out. And he was like, wait, was that it? Like, was that the first fart in like seven years of me dating you? And I was like, no, we're never telling anyone that this ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. Um, okay. Uh, eating ass on the first date. Ooh. No. <laughs> you don't feel that? No. Although, although maybe I'm a prude. I've never, I've never munched any butt. Like, that's not, that's not something I want to do. I just went over how my fiance farts like crazy every morning. The last thing that I'm like thinking about doing is like, hmm, gotta get my fucking face up in there. No. Make a meal of it. Okay. Uh, the next, okay. There is a scenario in which murdering a family member is, legal reasons aside, morally just. Mm. Yeah. Right? I think so. I think so too. Which sucks. I don't I don't want to say that. And I'm not talking to you, Burke Ramsey, but allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um but I think that the, you know there's so many there's so many people that deal with so much abuse in their homes. And yeah, you might need to fucking kill someone that you're related to if they're if they're constantly basically trying to kill you, you know? Like, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I I agree. Trust me. Um, you blame the dad of the kid who was eaten by an alligator in Orlando more than anyone else. Yeah. Me too. Like fucking get your kid on a leash. And I don't even like kid leashes, but like if it's you're- It's a dark thing to say, but sorry. Sorry, dude. Like it's what the fuck fault. are you doing? Like it's not like there weren't fences. Yeah. Get your kid off the goddamn fence. It sucks that he has to live with that. You know what I mean? I, absolutely. But, it's his but, fault. but you're a bad dad. Yeah. I I don't endorse these. <laughs> Well, okay. Oh, I'm come so- on, Christina. We made this list together. I'm Don't sorry. act it's- above it. I, okay, because here's my thing. It's not like it was like a pond where the kid was like, oh, I'm going to wander up to this pond and feed some geese. And I don't then, know the full details of the case. I'm pretty know, sure it was in I know, a zoo. Like, the da- no, it wasn't in a zoo. It was in a resort. Oh, yeah, the Disney resort, which yeah. I've been to. No, motherfucker, that's his problem. That's that's the dad's And he fault. did try to fight the alligator Which off. is just dumb. Like, just keep your fucking eye on your kids. Unless he had, like, six kids, which also, like, don't have six kids. Would you play Russian roulette for a million dollars? No. What's wrong with you? I don't know what the I don't, wrong I, with I, I think people. I think it's because, like, I believe I'm going to have money. They don't I know don't the context die. that we actually would both play. But, yeah. <laughs> I would probably play it even if you there think? wasn't money on the table. I would yeah. never. I'm, I'm wh- just a, th- a thrill-seeking bitch. I'm like, I need a Xanax just thinking about well, it. Well, no, here, and then, like, we should clarify the premise of the question is- Yeah, like, wait you a minute. Get, you get the million dollars if you survive. If you don't, you die. You're not playing, like, regardless of, like, if you die, nobody gets the Well, no, obviously no one die. gets a million dollars if they're dead. Yeah, well, no, like- I know, but I asked this question of someone the other day, and they were like, oh, so, but who gets the million dollars? And I'm like, no, you don't. No, no yeah, one gets no it. No one gets it. Like, yeah, it's a- uh, Wait, I so realize- you get it if you, if it's a- if if you don't die. Yeah. Yeah, I still wouldn't do it because I don't want to die. Like and it's like the first time in my life that I've like been able to be like I don't want to die. Like and that's like a big thing for me. I, I just wait, don't wait. care about death. No. I well, I really like my life right now. That's I'm good. telling you if you talked to me last January when I was contemplating tricking my now fiance into getting me pregnant, <laughs> I probably would have fucking done it. Twelve oh billion. I didn't. No, I wouldn't do it. I'm so happy. Like I'm. That's great. It's That's the first fun. time. That's it, fantastic, dude. Yeah. Well, keep in mind that when I was ten, We're like trying to convince you to kill yourself. Like, well, what is wrong with us? Well, no. There's a. I love <laughs> it. I don't I love know. It. I, well, dude, my mom took me to therapy. I, I've been in therapy since I was ten because I told my mom like very like straight up. I was like, Mom, I think I'm just gonna kill myself. Like when I was like ten, I was like, I just think it's gonna be better. Like, I think I should just die. And my mom was like, what the fuck? Like, you're 10. No. Like, 
So the fact you're that grounded. It, actually, yeah, probably. She grounded <laughs> me for fucking everything. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I I don't think would you. So you guys would do it each for a million dollars. You'd play Russian roulette. I'm. I mean, you know what? I can't. I can't. I can't say that I take this. I've long said that, like, if I was taken <laughs> in my sleep tonight, like, I wouldn't care. That's different, though. I've been. I've been good on life for a really long time, and like that must be a good feeling. I'm like, no, no. I'm just, just tired getting, of it. I'm like, it's just finally not a shit show. I'm finally not making someone else's bed for a living maybe i'll be like a little old lady and i'll be like in my bed and i'll be like oh i'm so glad i had this life but like i'm kind i'm just kind of tired you well know i think I mean? about all the time i'm like if i die on because i have a really sad fear of fl- like flying i'm like if i die on this plane like it's okay okay this is one of my favorites but i don't want to kill myself yeah. anymore thank god <laughs> okay um yeah, I have, I have two more that I'm gonna. I ask got really, you. I got, I got a little depth in depth there. Sorry, guys, we can cut that out. I mean, we don't <laughs> it's need to, fine. We don't need to keep about why why I was in therapy at ten. I accidentally told my boss that when I was drunk, and he was like, "And you're not Jewish?" Like he's like so. He's like, "How have you been in therapy since you were ten and like not Jewish?" I'm like, "Ah, Italian baby." Okay, that's a little. That's a little. <laughs> Waking up every day next to your parents fucking. Oh is better than waking up next to a dead body every day. No. <laughs> you would rather wake up with a dead body in your bed every day? It depends on what level of decompensation there is. If I had to wake up next to my parents fucking every day, I would, I would, I would do the Russian roulette for the million dollars. But, like, don't you think waking up with a fucking dead body, like, Groundhog's Day every day? Do you not know my... You don't know my parents. I can't. Right. There's that My dad is Kitty Powers, and my mom is, like, retarded Princess Buttercup. We need to set the parameters of this question, because it's a different dead body every day, right? I think retarded Princess Buttercup is the best way anyone's described their mother. In in the history of the world, I love my mom so much, but she's like so tragic. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. And so is my dad, Kenny Powers. But imagine Kenny Powers. Okay, the fuck next to you every morning. I don't think I could do it. You would rather join the Twenty Seven Club and have an iconic yet chaotic life rather than live in a calm, idyllic state for one hundred years. So I used to think that I wanted to have this like crazy life and like be known and like blah. But now I'm like very into like just chill. Yeah. Are you 30 now? I'm 30 now. Yeah. 30 oh, helps. 30. Yeah. I just turned 30 this year and it's like a, I, I wasn't ever scared of turning 30. Right. Like I was like, yo, my life's gonna be great when I'm 30 because when I was 24, my life fucking Actually, up until 29, my life fucking sucked. And I was like, 30's gonna be great. I have to have something to live for. 30's gonna be the best. And it really is. Like, I'm just sort of like chill and like happy. And um, I think that if you had talked to me when I was 26, yeah. and I thought that I still maybe had the capacity to be like, I don't know, a breakout artist, then maybe this answer would be different. But I'm not. I'm like a 30 year old that's like, yeah, life's good now. Like, life is chill. Like, life is fun. Like, I enjoy myself. I don't have like the crazy, um, insane aspirations I used to have. Like I yeah. don't have to like take over the world. Like I kind of just want to like, you know, be good to people, maybe raise a couple good people that can then be good to people mm-hmm. and like have a house one day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe Ben will eventually get two houses and a, be a manicurist. And- <laughs> 
One could hope. One could hope. Um, and you wouldn't fuck that up by cheating on him with a guy from the community theater production of Rocky Horror <laughs> honestly, Picture Show. That honestly, if you're going to fuck that shit up, you have to do it like, I'm sorry, like if you're going to fuck shit up, like fuck it up royally. Like yeah. fucking go for it. Like don't mess with the dude that's pretending not to like 21-year-old girls that's in the community theater that obviously wasn't a lead. Yeah. You know, like that definitely would have been a part of the story. Yeah, she would have been like, oh, she, she totally was sad. Yeah, no, no, no. She, and she, and you're she right. Didn't. You're like, dead they, right. They met in the wings. Yeah. He brushed his hand against her thigh and was like, for all we know, you? he was stage crew. Oh, he could have been a PA. Christina's disgusted. He could have been a gopher. We don't he know. He could have been. Um, he could have been getting her Doritos and then was like, what's up? God, what a sad story. Poor I know. Jocelyn. He was like, the good Jocelyn. thing she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I know. Good thing she's never going to listen. Jocelyn, I want you to know I believe in you. You're 21, but like, get your fucking shit together. Yeah, you got to work on that girl. You've been with a guy for a year and you already cheated on him. Like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, I used to think that I wanted to be a part. Like, if you ask me any other point in my life, if I wanted to be, which is funny because I'm also very, apparently very blase about whether or not I play Russian roulette. Like, <laughs> Which, by the way, I figured out I would play it. Like, another reason why I would play it is because, like, you don't know if you lose. Like, if you lose, That's you just, what I'm you're saying. dead. You don't or know. Or do you? I mean, I'm not, so I'm not a religious person, but, like, we don't know what's on the other side. I don't know if I'm ready to come to that yet. I just, I think that God doesn't punish you if you commit suicide. That's my, that's I, my personal. Well, I don't believe in God, so I'm just, like, terrified. Well, also, I am terrified of everything. I'm the most anxious person in the world. Like, everything scares me. I'm scared of death every day. Yeah. Like, I, and not because, like, because I tell myself, I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be like a, you won't even know. Yeah. You won't even know. You don't even know what you're gonna be. But also, I don't know that. I mean, it's not like I have like a husband or a kid or kids to live for. Like, I mean, it would upset my mom, but like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I would be upset. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would be fucking pissed. But but no, that's the thing is, I don't think it's fair when people get upset at people for committing suicide. No, no, I mean, I would be fucking pissed if you. No, no, I'm saying I would be fucking pissed if you killed yourself for a million dollars playing Russian roulette. If you killed yourself for legitimate reasons because you felt like you couldn't be in this world, that's one thing. (laughs) But like, if you're just like, wait, I might win a million dollars. Like, why don't you just fucking go on a reality show and like jump off a bridge or some stupid shit? This might be triggering to some people. (laughs) I just want to acknowledge that I realize that they're there. No, no, you don't. Honey, you don't need. This is my Christina. I've been jamming out on this for like two weeks. (laughs) I know, but it is. But it is. That's a that could be a trigger for many. But I do. I do want to apologize for that because I have to say that there are certain topics I've been called out a bunch of times for how I speak about eating disorders and how I speak about rape and how I speak about suicide and death and stuff like that. And I just want to say that I have a sense of humor about these things because well, you if have I didn't, to. I would kill myself. No, exactly. Which you- apparently I don't mind anyway. So, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. like so a lot of the it's- times when I'm joking about dark topics, it's because it's something that I struggle with and that's how I cope. So if you're well, offended by that, I really apologize, but I'm trying to cope too. You know? I think that that's really a good thing to say too, because I know that like in my friend group, like there has been a lot of things where, the, where people are like, I don't understand how you can joke about you know, um, like, for example, my parents' addictions, which are terrible, or, like, being raped, which I definitely joke about, and, like, you know, things like, which I have been, and, but that's my way of dealing with it. It's like, okay, like, how do I, as a, as someone that, you know, comes from a comedy background, that, I think that anyone that's a comedian or, like, a comedy writer or whatever that identifies with that is because comedy has become a coping mechanism throughout their life. So it's like, if I'm not joking about these fucked up things that have happened to me, then that makes them real and something that I have to then maybe 
kill myself over <laughs> you know i can't imagine any not other really way. like i do i th- i like thank god all the time that like that is my reaction to tragedy me too i am th- so thankful that i have that because i can't imagine the other end of the spectrum where it's like uh, i don't know you would be dead like non-stop misery like i can't imagine that so i yeah you, and it's what sucks is like a lot of people they they can't or don't have senses of humor and yeah. like that's or it's something that's that is too like fresh or close to them to Mm -hmm. be able to laugh about but then there's also like but there is a bad way to do it you know like there's people that say awful things about rape on like the stage you know there's men that joke about rape all the time and like that's not okay I think it's like I think it's a lot different especially like is women who I know um, most of us have had you know issues with sexual assault or you know things like that it's like very different to like joke about those things when you've been a victim of them yeah rather than um being someone that's joking about them and like mocking oh i've been told like i had like oh god this is awful but i think billy eichner retweeted me and called me an asshole because i said a joke about made a joke about rape and how like basically how like it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be something that other people can tell you. Yeah. Like you can joke about or not, especially like as a woman. Like I don't want to be it's not your like I, I don't want anyone telling me that I'm not allowed to do anything, especially when the one thing I'm joking about is something that I had no control over yeah. happening to me. Like that's really like it's and then for someone to then put in a boundary on me, like to me, I feel like that's harassing me as a Absolutely. victim. But I also understand that it it upset i mean i I, there's just no right answer and i know that we like randomly came upon this tangent but i'm actually happy we're talking about this because it's something that i deal with where it's like i you know when you're trying to take ownership yeah of the of the trauma in your life Mm -hmm. as someone that is from a comedy background it's what you want to do like and you want like and especially as a woman i just feel like everyone has dealt with it yeah and it's like of course like we have to be serious about these things in in terms of um you know prevention Mm -hmm. um education things like that but when you're trying to like have this catharsis you know and you're a comedian and you're you're trying to deal with stuff like people should expect you to be joking about that you know or or, you know like and and that if you i feel that if you've been the victim of it it's you're allowed to do that like i i think that you should be allowed to express this like grief and get through this and like let people know that they're not alone in this way but also, too, I realize that it is upsetting. To well, it's a double it's, it's a double edged sword, too, because like uh, you immediately have to identify as a victim in order to justify. Yes. Having the conversation about it or yeah. like even in a joking way, like you immediately have to say, no, 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 it's OK if I do that because it happens. Which also to me. sucks, which which sucks because then you're like forced to disclose something. Like, let's be honest. Like, you probably don't want to talk about yeah. it anyway. Like this is the last thing you want to think about. So. Um, it just, I I don't, there's, you can't, you can't win with that. And it really, I mean, that is like, that is one of the very subtle side effects of sexual assault that people don't talk about is that like the victim is then left on their hand with like, well, there's there's nothing you can do because if you're quiet, you're blamed. Mm -hmm. And if you speak out about it, um, at least in my situation, like when I was dealing with both my sexual assaults, like everyone turned against me. Like I lost everyone and no mm-hmm. one believed me because I'm someone that loves attention. Yeah. You know, and like shit like that. And so you're going, you, and then if you try to deal with it through comedy or through, you know, self expression, then people are mad at you about that too. Like there's just nothing you can do to, you know, have this cathartic release without people 
just fucking being mad. Yeah, they come at you. And no it matter sucks. What. You're like, I already got came at. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, this I was is, attacked. Yeah. So um, I don't I don't know. I just yeah, that was fun. I'm glad we I'm glad, I'm we, glad we talked about, about that. that. Because yeah. it's, well, it's been a really interesting thing for me because I had a lot of friends get upset with me because I would like joke about being raped. Yeah. Like not joke about it, but you know, like it was like something that I made dark comp like a dark comment yeah. and like light about in trying to get to a place where I was okay with it. Right. Um and I'm not saying it was the best, um but it was one of those things that like everyone got mad at me. About. You were processing something that yeah. happened to you. And, and it's like why is everyone mad at me? Yeah. You know, like like I'm just doing my best here and it's not like I'm like attacking you and you know, it's just a conversation that And it's like you know, selfish to ask someone to like not like oh like don't tweet it then or just like write it in your diary or something and it's like no part of taking ownership of this is yeah. saying it out loud and enough times and, oh, and that it doesn't it. bother me anymore exactly you know and so uh yeah i mean like that's one thing that i've always kept like pretty private and like yeah. i'm getting more and more comfortable i feel especially because I have gotten heat for it in the past. And like, trust me, like, I, I think it was Billy Agner. I don't know. But like, trust me, like that broke my heart. Because Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of his. And like, this was years ago. This was when I was at Two Broke Girls. And I think a lot of people thought like, oh, she's a TV writer joking about rape. How appalling is that? And, um, you know, Two Broke Girls did did occasionally make rape jokes. But we also really felt that Max, Kat Denning's character, yeah. had been sexually assaulted many times. And that's something yeah. that all of the women in the room brought into her character because of our experiences and like kind of like because the, all women have basically been basically involved. yeah <laughs> basically so i don't know it's i don't know anyone that hasn't right so it, it, and so where, how do you get to i knew someone once who was like oh people knew not to try it with me and i was like wow oh, fuck Who's she's saying? like i wore my skirts below the knee and i never wore a spaghetti strap like, so. people knew not to try it with me meaning like i would kick their ass or I like guess, what i guess that's what she meant by it but i was just was like, she oh a strong God. woman like what was like what was her i think that's so offensive to say i mean it's it is so offensive to say it's like i so, uh, I, I don't want to say the girl's name but she's a very well-known writer and she did a panel and one of the things that she said it was absolutely disgusting she goes I've just been like pretty smart. Like I've been smart oh enough God. not to get raped. And yeah, like, too bad. Every like I've had I've been sexually assaulted three times. Mm-hmm. Every single one was from someone I knew. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't matter who the fuck like you trust or like let into your life. Like you don't know when that shit's gonna happen. Like, we've had a call. We haven't aired it yet, and I don't know if we will. But we had a call where a girl had said that she didn't believe her friend because her friend had said four, she had been raped four times, and she was like. And I got I that's I've been sexually assaulted four times. And like I took deep offense to that because what it's really important for people to know is that a you might not realize you were sexually assaulted and it takes years. And I didn't I it took me five years to realize that I was raped. And and I found out I was driving past the Hollywood Bowl on my way to work and I laughed so fucking hard <laughs> like I was crying laughing because I couldn't believe I was like how stupid is it that it took you five but years no, but to figure me- out that that was rape my I was raped by my ex-boyfriend and I stayed with him for a year after and yeah. I, I didn't remember it like, yeah I legitimately did not remember it at all for the last year we were together and then when it hit me he just did he just grabbed my belt loops in this way yeah and it brought back everything and then I was like holy shit like you raped me. Yeah. And then it did not ever leave me, you know? And it's like, then once it clicks, you know, because I think that you don't want to think that you're being sexually assaulted. Yeah. Like you're, I, I think that especially us, like we're all like in our thirties, we still grew up in a place where sexism was pretty rampant. Oh like, yeah. You know, like it, 
growing up, um, I always, I never felt beautiful. It was like, uh, you know, blonde, big boobs. Like that was what was beautiful. And I'm brunette with no tits. So for me, I'm like any attention that a boy pays me, like if like he You're wants lucky to, to have I'm it, so yeah. lucky. Like, oh my gosh, like he wants to be with me. And now it's like, no, like you get to choose those things. It's not like the, but I, I don't think that we were taught that. I don't no. think that we were ever taught that like men, you know, that we get to choose things. I think that it was always like, well, a guy is going to come up to you one day and want to take you out, and then this is what's going to happen, exactly. and you're going to go with it. It's always been in the guy's hands. Yeah. By the way, can I just can we just transition to a completely yeah. different topic? Absolutely. That, so I went to Ed's high school reunion last yes. night, and I fell in love with a man. Um, I oh didn't really speak to him. That, uh, that's okay. And as I was leaving, <laughs> I just said to him, I was like, get my number from Ed. And I left, right? Wait, and did like he, did he, did he did totally did not get my number. Uh, and like, well, it's only been last night. Maybe he'll hit him up on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm a little bit like, I have to say, I'm a little bit butthurt about it. Like, I'm. And it's I only kinda, been like twelve hours. No, and by the way, like, I don't even know why I like this guy. Because you want to fuck him. I, I guess so, but he's well, like, why not my fuck type. With you? Okay, yeah, but like, why would you look at someone and be like, I want you if it's not about sex? I don't know. You're right. I think he was confident. Because it doesn't even have to be like. It doesn't even have to be like. Uh, physical like I, I mean there's I plenty of people that looked at me like yo I'd fuck that guy I guess he said something to Ed after I left like that I, it probably was it was probably not referring to me but he was talking about the place in his life he's in and he was saying like you know oh I don't want to like just date girls for sex and I'm thinking to myself like I hope he didn't think that that's what I was implying because I am the last person to just <laughs> why hit don't up you for hit him sex. up because I don't know him. And like, you can I also find him. Maybe I was just like drunk. Ed I knows him. I, I know. Ed, I talk to him. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're just making excuses. But also, like, you know, if a guy likes you, he will actively pursue you. I don't know about that. You don't think so? You didn't really think he's just that, not that into you? I think that that, like, goes both ways. Uh, yeah, if you intimidate him. I don't like. Not. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, uh, if you're. Yeah, I just don't believe was that. the coolest girl there. You were the coolest girl there. <laughs> I know that. But the other thing that I experienced last night, which may have skewed my perception of everything, and it's one of the first things I said to you when you came in, and you couldn't be a more perfect guest, is that I realized um, I ordered a second, I ordered ordered a third glass of wine, and then I saw what don't we what, all. what bottle she was pouring it out of, and it was a gallon sized jug. Yeah, no, you can't trust that. And I all. and I said no, 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 no. I was like, wait, is that what you've been serving me all night? And she was like, yeah. And I was like. I'm afraid to ask. And I was like, I'll just take a Coke. And I switched to Coke. But I was like, I couldn't believe that I had been drinking. I mean, I... You're better off drinking Coca-Cola. Me being hungover from two glasses of wine. It's because that wine is full of shit. It's, I mean, it's, it only can be. And I was a little bit insulted. I was like, dude, I would have, I would have happily whipped my card out. And like paid for all this. Yeah, but like maybe it wasn't. You mean it maybe was, that there was better wine? It was a wine and beer bar and like there would have been better wine. But like, I guess because it, it just, was an open bar, they were giving everyone like well, essentially. Yeah. And that's um, it sucks. That's the thing about wine that like you just don't know. And um, I'm really happy that I'm in a place now where we can, you know, I can talk to people about this because, um, yeah, jug wine. Granted, there's great wine that actually comes in liters and boxes, whatever. Sure. But, if you're getting like a Carlo Rossi sized jug and you see that, fucking run because I've never seen a single good wine come out of a bottle like that. No. And I drink wine all day, every day and buy it nonstop and I buy it retail. Like, I don't, like, I think that people think that I just get tons of shit for free. 
Um, I don't because the things I could get for free are those jugs of bullshit that will leave you fucking hungover after two drinks. Right. Like, and that's because there is more chemicals in that wine and sugar than a two liter of Coke. Like you're way like now when I'm on planes, I never drink the wine. I do half red wine, half Coca Cola. Yeah. Kelly Mocho style. Um, because obviously I still need to drink something on the plane. I'm not I'm not um I'm not not broken. I almost find that Coke and uh, red wine almost makes me um, more drunk. For some reason, the mixture of the two of them together. It's a crazy amount of sugar because there's just so much sugar in those wines. Like, And um, while I'm here, I'll step up onto my soapbox. We all care so much about where our kale comes from or what's in our chicken, you know, no antibiotics, all that jazz. But people generally think that wine is just grapes. They're just old grapes that you like crush up, right? And then they're like, you drink them. <laughs> and it's like, no, dude. Like that's – there is so many chemicals in um, a $2 bottle of wine and you need to think about it like a cheeseburger. Like mm-hmm. do you go and buy a 39-cent cheeseburger and would you eat four of them and not expect to feel like shit the next day? No. Mm-hmm. Like come on. Like you need to think about why this – why is this bottle of wine $3? It's because – it is mass produced off the five freeway in the middle of California with a ton of fucking rat's blood in it. And then they add a bunch of chemicals and make it taste. Did you say rat's blood in <laughs> it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Why is there rat's blood? Why is there rat's so blood? So the way – I'm like, buy my book. No, I'm just um, so the reason – so what they do is when you're harvesting wine, um, they – mass produced wines use mechanical harvesting. What are you doing? I was recording my snoring. Oh, I thought you were recording your <laughs> vagina. I was like, I just thought you like put it down to your lap and I was like, cool. It didn't like, come up in the sound. It didn't all. come okay. up in the no. sound. So the reason that there's rat's blood in your wine is because in cheap wine is because when the way that they harvest it, they're not um it's not hand picked. It's not like people picking the grapes, which is what good wineries usually have. Um rather mass produced wines have these crazy um big machines that Figured go down the vines. No, I get it. Oh my god. And then they just whip up everything off the vines and then they put it in the fucking thing and then the rats and the birds, they all get crushed on the grapes. And like, yeah, they may filter the wine before they put it, but like think about a tiny think about tiny rats under two tons of grapes. Do you think that that shit isn't in your wine? Okay, so what are the what are the words to look the buzzwords to look for to know that we are not That's getting- what's hard is that you can't all you can do, all you can do is find stop stop buying wine at the grocery store. Okay. You have to stop doing that. It's bad for everybody. Like it's bad for the environment. It's bad for you. It's bad for legitimate wine. Why is that? Because they're using tons of chemicals and pesticides on their land. Uh, okay. And and that's all grocery store wines. I I I I hesitate to do an, a blanket statement like that, but for the sake of me championing championing, <laughs> champ, I've had a lot of wine already. Um. For me, for me, like uh, standing up for small producers and mm-hmm. good wine, yeah, you just should stop buying it at the grocery store. If it's under fucking $10, there's a good chance that it's not um, healthy for you, um, just like a lot of things. Um, so two-buck chuck. Two-buck chuck is not good for you. Rat's blood is what you're saying. It's not mostly rat's blood, but what they do is they basically they add things like fish bladder called isinglass to make it feel like wine in your mouth. Um, they add a lot of sugar to. Um, I'm gonna to, kill myself. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's really really bad. So I what mean, you go help? Go get help, Molly. Don't um, don't rush and roulette yourself yet. I don't have a million dollars for you. Um, but what you have to do is you have to find a wine store that you trust that you can talk to people like 
and that's what the book is about, getting over this anxiety of talking about wine and being nervous that you can't taste wine, getting people out of that anxious zone, getting them to a place where they feel comfortable and safe going to go buy wine from a shop, talking to people and being like, hey, like I'm looking for, I like to call them low intervention wines. Um, I like to put my trust in a winemaker. I'm not a winemaker. I don't know what a wine needs. Um, sometimes wines do need a little extra sulfur. Also, by the way, fucking PSA, there's no such thing as sulfite-free wine. Sulfites are a are a natural occurring thing that happens during fermentation. Stop calling it sulfite-free wine. That's not a fucking fucking thing. asshole. It's not a fucking thing. Um, I <laughs> almost bought a antique like gold um bar cart the other day, oh. and then I didn't do it because the display on it was two bottles of Yellowtail. Oh no! And I was like, I don't. Mm. You know who would probably buy that still? Jocelyn's boyfriend with the no self-esteem. Yes. yes. But I my self-esteem is too high to even buy something from people who think Yellowtail is okay to. Display. to so, so display. Why don't they just turn it around? Barefoot wine. If no. I see a barefoot, I'll cry. Do you barefoot try to make? I got offered like a uh, to be barefoot's quote unquote star. Okay. And I was like, there's not enough money in the world, right? Like, because like my reputation is like, I I never thought that I was gonna be a wine writer, and I'm sort of in a place in my life where I'm like, um, this can't just be for me, right? You know how do you how do you how do you sustain a career? If it is just based on like self-gratification, I don't think you can. Um, and so what I came to is saying, hey, I love this type of wine, the, like the quote unquote natural wines. I love them. They're tart. They're like sour. Like, and that's like my flavor profile. So I love them anyways, the way they taste. They're better for you. They're better for the land. Um, and you're supporting small, you know, um, producers, which is great. Um, and yeah, just like getting out of that mindset of like, I forget where I was going with this, but basically I just want to like promote good wine drinking habits for everyone. And then people like you won't be hung over after two shitty fucking glasses of I wine. I honestly felt betrayed. I, I was know, like, you if should. you had told me what bottle that was coming out of, like, I mean, I guess it was my fault. I walked in and I said, I'll just take a cab. I know you have a thing with cabs, but I just, I, oh, no, I, I like a full a body cab, I, I took a car here. Like I take cars everywhere. No, Cabernet. Oh, ca- no, I love Cabernet. <laughs> Cabernet was what got me into, what got me, got me into wine. Like That's I love really Cabernet. Like, I love cabs. I'm like, I take <laughs> I took one here. No, I thought it was this cab, like a cab, like you thought. Yeah. And, that, and then I was like, oh, but I love Cabernet. Cabernet. Yeah, I love Cabernet. Okay. I love red wine. Like, I love I everything. I thought you were going to judge me for that. And I also what? love I Malbec, only, and dude, I know, which I know you didn't like until recently. Well, my thing with Malbec is I, so Cabernet was the wine that got me into wine. Like, right. I used to only drink Cabernet. I love Cab. Uh, I don't need more because um, you can't really sustain your life just like drinking Cabernet. If yeah. you start drinking good Cabernet, it's like not like a drinking wine. It's like a meal wine. Yes. Um, but um, and I like Malbec too. The problem with Malbec though is it's like so it's like for lack of a better word, it's like basic. You know, it it's is? like it went well because it went through this like big renaissance where that's like the wine that everyone throws out. Like, oh, I just love a good Malbec, and you're like. I didn't know that. Oh, I honestly, yeah. I had never heard of it until about two what? years ago. Well, Derek oh, and I would drink like three bottles. Well, no, of that's Malbec the thing is, like, uh, within the last like four years, everyone's like Malbec. Like, people come up to me and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, as if that's the wine. That's it, like, that's that's I the know wine. wine. Yeah, I know wine. I know, and like people like because I host these tastings, and I'm not the kind of person like I'm not in this to be pretentious and be like I know it everything. Right. Like I don't. I definitely don't. Um, but it's so interesting to me that like when people like want to like like when regular people want to try to like be better than me, they're like, "Well, have you ever had Malbec?" And I'm like, "Wait, really? Like that's 
that's the wine you're coming at me with? Like the Argentinian superstar Malbec yeah. that's served everywhere? Yes, I have, sweetie. <laughs> I have had Malbec. What's the wine we should drop to like impress someone? Um, For me, I just – I mean th- – Great question because that's a question that people ask a lot. And while my whole thing is like, let's get out of trying to impress people with wine, that's still a real thing. And yeah. we've got to fucking like, and also too, like, I feel like my second book needs to be about like fighting wine splainers, like people that are like, I'm an old white man that has a little bit of money and I went to Bordeaux once and like, Bleh. and like, I fucking hate those people and like, I always want to crush them. Um, I always just go now, California wines. Like if you like if you drop like a like the La Chlorine Farm if you drop like a really dope natural California wine people are like oh oh shit like what yeah like, and even you can do it like with like for example Scribe wine Scribe is like ran by these like monstrously like handsome like so like handsome dudes and you're like what the fuck is wrong with you and then they have like this cult of like beautiful people that like serve you the wine and they have this beautiful tasting room on this like farm and it's like amazing. And, like, that shit is, like, so California and, like, not that expensive but, like, still rare. Like, you can't buy a lot of it and it's all, like, under 50 bucks, you know? Like, so it's not like if you you have that wine, you're not, like, you know, going out of your way to, like, buy some crazy Bordeaux that no one can afford. Absolutely. And then trying to be like, I have a huge dick. Bleh. But it's like, oh, I drank this, like, beautiful, really rare California wine. Like, even the one that we're drinking right now, like, this is a wine that probably only has a couple cases of it made. Like and it's twenty seven dollars. Wow, that's you know? really and affordable. It, and so it's like it's, I mean, it's really it's interesting. An, it's an it's an I mean it's that's not an everyday wine for most people. No, 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 definitely but not. But I mean that's a really like a really good. That's price. a great yeah. price for something that like no like uh, not a lot of people can have like these yeah. rare and it's really cool that wine is going through this thing where like rare like rare wines and um wines that are really sought after are not hundreds or thousands of dollars. So. The California natural wine scene is where it's at. Yes, girl. And we're going to wrap up. Yeah, but really yeah, quickly, I want to just I really quickly before we wrap up, I just want you to get your Kratom shout out out there. Oh, my God. Kratom. <laughs> Kratom is a natural herb that. Kratom is a natural herb that the DEA is trying to take away because weed is legal in most places. And I'm so upset about this because what they're basing it on is there's been 600 calls to an emergency to the, like the crisis like um Hotline, like, uh, the hotline, yeah, like the 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 you know the hotline that you call when you're like fucking overdosing or whatever. There's been 600 calls from kratom in the last four years, right? Okay. Every single one of those cases is when kratom has been mixed with a harder drug right. like meth or heroin or um, prescription painkillers. Um, there's been no death, like no overdose deaths, a lot like marijuana. Kratom in itself is a lot like marijuana where there's different strains of it. There's uppers, there's downers, there's all these things. And it has helped me so much with pain management, anxiety, and depression. It's gotten me off um, prescription medication. Um, it's been a really, really wonderful thing that got introduced to my life in the last two years. And now the DEA is trying to take it away because of these 600 calls in the last four years. Well, guess what, guys? There's been 2.5 million calls in the last six years about coffee to this same exact fucking health line. Do you know that there's been over 6,000 children that have died from detergent pods and they're not worrying about that? You know, like there's all there's. There's no there's no research against the kids kratom. are eating the t- detergent. Pods? Yeah, children. Yeah, they look like little candies. candies. 
So there's no research against Kratom. There's a whole community of people that have been using it as an alternative against prescription drugs. And as someone that has witnessed um, someone that my, – my mom, who is a lovely, mild-mannered, beautiful human, be- she became totally addicted to prescription drugs. And it ruined our lives. Like it, it – and I don't want to be a part of that. And Kratom has given me an alternative that's um, easily t- – controlled you know like because if you're taking like fucking vicodin or norcos every day you can't like control that like you're not always feeling like awful like sometimes you're just feeling a little bit you yeah know? and it just escalates too exactly like the withdrawal of those kind of narcotics absolutely and it heightens the pain that you do yes. have when you yeah it's and, it makes and, it worse and kratom has been um proven to be a the best um, way to help heroin addicts get off heroin yeah I've better heard that. than methadone yeah um when they banned kratom in alabama earlier this year um heroin deaths went up like 20 percent wow and it's it, it, so it's a very serious thing where like this is something that that is helping people it's so much like marijuana that it's crazy because there's been no actual overdose um deaths um the one death was when um it, kratom was mixed with um mof- mofadinal Okay, um, morphine is, or something. Basically? No, it's um, um, modafinil. Modafinil, oh. which is a narcolepsy drug that now people use to study. Okay, um, you can buy it online because I definitely use um to write my book. <laughs> uh, but you don't mix it with kratom because apparently one dude did it and then he had a seizure, um, which is awful and terrible. But like kratom is like, why is it that we are allowed to have something like alcohol or cigarettes? Or caffeine, caffeine pills, Absolutely. all these things where it's like, well, the, 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 well, the, the public, the adults have to like make a decision for themselves. Why isn't that the same with this where there's been no, there's been no overdoses and there's only been 600 calls in the last four years. It's fucking stupid. All right. All right. Everyone's falling apart. Everyone's a mess. We're going to wrap up this ah! episode. Real quick, just so we, cause we're wrapping this up. Um, Kratom is a natural herb from Thailand. I just want to let that know. It's not like it's like a LSD that's like made in a fucking chemical, like whatever. No, yeah. it's not. It's like Chinese herbs. It's like, it's like marijuana. Um, exactly. K-R-A-T-O-M. If you want to um, help out with saving Kratom, where do you go? Where's the petition or um, something? If you Google just like Kratom petition, it'll come up. But also too, like right now, um, if you go to botanicaleducation.org, there is a lobby letter you can sign that will send out. Um, you don't have to really do much aside from say, hey, like Kratom is cool. Or like maybe the DEA shouldn't be allowed to just ban shit without any medical research review or public comment, which as a citizen, like I just think that that's important. Like even yeah. if you're like, I don't know what Kratom is, maybe the DEA shouldn't just be able to like take something that's helping millions of people and just be like, hey, we can't make money off of it. And like the pharmaceutical companies are like kind of worried about it. So yeah. like let's fucking put it as high as heroin that kills people, so many people every year. Um, well, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Okay, but, uh, so, yeah. Marissa A. Ross, thank you so <laughs> much for you. being here. I love you too. People can find you on Twitter at Marissa A. Ross. They and, uh, can also yep. find you in Bon Appetit every and month. Instagram, Marissa A. Ross. Anything really, you. I mean, even my email is just Marissa A. Ross. Like everyone could just fucking hit me Are up. Are you Marissa A. Ross on Snappy? I am. Okay, I awesome. just keep it easy for everyone. I love that. Okay. I love you. Love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I can't wait to have you back. That was really yeah. fun and informative. I think Woo. we went to some fun places. Yeah. I love you guys. All right. See you next time, guys. Mwah. <laughs>